April 1990, a husband and father made Easter Sunday a nightmare for his family. This is the real life Jeepers Creepers. This is the story of Dennis DePew. Good morning. Happy Friday. It is January 27th and welcome to Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat. This is Kelly and it is a snowy day here in Illinois. I have the day off because my birthday was yesterday so I took a long weekend. Um, Had a really good birthday. We had steak last night at Alexander's and um, Long Island iced tea and uh, wonderful, wonderful gifts. Wonderful homemade scrapbook from my sister-in-law in Texas. All kinds of photos in there. And if anybody out there does scrapbooking, oh my gosh, that's got to take a long time. There was some time put into this. Um, I am drinking Java Mama Tiramisu coffee this morning. It was voted world's greatest coffee from Java Mama. Um... I have not had all their coffees, but it is damn good. It is uh, tiramisu is an Italian dessert. Uh, very good at Olive Garden. Okay, <clears throat> that's about the best I've had is there. Since I just got up, I'm hoping my throat is woken up. And I'm probably going to be drinking a little bit of coffee while I'm talking because I need my coffee. <laughs> I just thought I would go ahead and record now because I have some things to do later today. And I didn't want to forget to record this one. This one came from Stefan for his suggestion on this and I'm just so happy and I'm so happy Bailey told me about it because um I remember this being on Unsolved Mysteries in 1991 I remember this because Unsolved Mysteries was where I got my first interest in true crime and I really like that show and I wish I know it's on um every once in a while they have one on uh, a season on Netflix but I wish it was on primetime television again because a lot of people solved many crimes by calling their phone number. Uh, and this is one of the ones that aired <clears throat> in 1991. Uh, my sources are all that's interesting.com, unsolved mysteries, and investigation discovery.com. Um, all that's interesting.com is a very good site if anybody wants to look up stories on there. They really tell some good stories. Mm. Okay, here we go. If anybody remembers the movie Jeepers Creepers, this is what inspired it. At least the opening scene of Jeepers Creepers. Okay, this is a story of Dennis DePew. He was born in 1943 in Michigan. <clears throat> um, it was Easter Sunday but I'm going to back up. All this happened. Uh, he went crazy ballistic on Easter Sunday in 1990, which was April 15th. But I'm going to back up. He was a property assessor in Michigan. And he married in 1971 to Marilyn. Um, I did not get her. I don't think I got her maiden name. But Marilyn Depew. She was a high school counselor. They had three kids, two girls and one boy. So there's three of them. 
Um, two girls and one boy. Very, very uh, popular in my family. That's what we are. <clears throat> so, and my cousins and my mom and aunt and uncle. <laughs> it's just weird how we all end up became, becoming two girls and one boy. Dennis Depew became so paranoid that he started controlling Marilyn, um, controlling her every decision she ever made. And uh, he started isolating himself from the family, accused her, he started accusing, accusing her of turning their kids against him. Um, she filed for divorce in 1989. So he was controlling, like I said, he was controlling all her decisions. And there is no freaking way to let anybody control any decision you make in your life. So that that's one thing right there that he, he is just getting very, very controlling. I don't know if he was like this through their whole marriage. It just says that he became so paranoid uh, later. So I'm not sure exactly how it was in the early days. Um, he, he didn't, um, go into the house, but he put his home office in the garage when she filed for divorce and she actually changed the locks on the house. So he had his home office in the garage. I have no idea exactly where he lived. I'm thinking he lived elsewhere and he kept his own home office there in the garage. Um, she changed the locks on his house, but he made his way into the house and he, she found him sitting on the lit couch in the living room one day when she got home. This was five months before she died. <clears throat> okay. Dennis came to the house on Easter Sunday, which was April 15th, 1990, to pick up the kids. Except for Julie, their younger daughter. Not the older daughter, but the younger one. She refused to go with him. He got really upset because their son, the son also hesitated to go with him. Um, Julie just flat out refused, but the son just hesitated. Well, that confirmed to him that Marilyn was control, was keeping them from or him. Like she was the enemy. She was the one that was basically trying to keep the kids from him or trying to brain, brainwash the kids into turning against him. Basically, this is what he thought. Um, he was, uh, let me see. I, I, when I did my notes, I accidentally skipped a page. So I got a blank page in the middle of this. Okay. She tried to talk to him and rationalize with him, but he wouldn't have it. He pushed her down the stairs. This was on Easter Sunday, pushed her down the stairs and started to beat her. The kids saw this and they screamed for him to stop, pleaded for him to stop. And, uh, the oldest daughter, Jennifer ran to the neighbors to call police when he wouldn't stop beating his wife. Well, then Dennis took Marilyn into his van. It was an 84 Chevy. One source said it was a green van. Another source said it was a brown van. And I'm just wondering if it was a dirty green van. This is what I'm wondering. I don't know. But um, maybe it appeared to be brown from a distance. Maybe up close it looked more green. Because uh, uh, green and red make brown. So I thought that was kind of ironic when I <laughs> when I read this. But um he took her in his van and told the kids that he was taking her to the hospital. But guess what? They never arrived. So, um, Ray, um, they never arrived to the hospital. Here, enter in a new couple, Ray and Marie Thornton. They were on a weekend drive along Snow Prairie Road, which is outside Coldwater, Michigan. And they noticed in the rearview mirror that a Chevy van came up on them really fast on their bumper and then the van passed them. 
um, the Thorntons liked making word games. Like when they were driving, they would just like notice um, license plates and they would make word games out of them. Well, his the license plate on his van had GZ on it. And um, Marie says, geez, he's in a hurry. Well, that's how they remembered the GZ on the plate. So they came up on an abandoned schoolhouse and saw the same van. Marie was shocked to see the man walking toward the schoolhouse with a bloody sheet. It was a red sheet. They didn't, of course, know at that time it was blood, but um, it was a red sheet. And then they discussed calling the police. Well, just as the van reappeared, well, they discussed calling the police. They didn't, they, they left. They just drove by. They didn't stay there. So they discussed calling the police. And um, then the van ended up reappearing as they were talking about this right behind them, tailing their bumper for the next two miles. This is what inspired the opening for Jeepers Creepers. Um, he was on their bumper for the next two miles. Uh, they turned off the highway. Uh, I don't know if they were really uh, fearing the van. I would be. I'd be freaked. So I'd be turning off the highway too. But they turned off the highway because they didn't want, they didn't know, they I don't know if they feared the van was following them, but they turned off the highway. Then they noticed that the van had pulled to the side of the road. Ray Thornton turned their car around to try to get the full license plate number, but the man was now changing the plates of the van. So he was crouched down and they couldn't see the plate. I don't think they could see the plate anyway. Um, they They caught a glimpse of the open door and noticed that the interior of the van was bloody. Then they went back to the schoolhouse and took that bloody sheet that he left there and stuffed it in a hole in the ground that an animal had probably made. Now, he left that sheet there, which I think is kind of, I don't know. To me, I think that's, maybe he didn't see that the car, that these this couple saw him, but I don't know. That's almost like, yeah, I'm leaving it here. I don't really care. I mean, that's evidence, you know. I mean, but um, he left it there and they stuffed it in a hole in the ground. Then they contacted the police, but the police were already looking for this guy because their daughter had called the police and they never showed up to the hospital. So they were looking for a guy and his injured wife. Well, the schoolhouse was sealed with crime tape, the crime scene tape, and they noticed tire tracks from um, Dennis DePew's van were very visible. (coughs) Excuse me. Then they found... Um, I think it was the next day, it was the next day they found Marilyn's body by a a highway worker had found her body and um, she was shot in the back of the head and uh, she was along a highway, I think it was like in a ditch maybe, uh, midway between the school and the Depew home and this was according to Unsolved Mysteries. So um, a highway worker found her body the next day and she was shot in the head. A manhunt was now underway. So, um, over the next few months, weird rambling letters postmarked in Virginia, Iowa, and Oklahoma arrived at to family members' home and friends of Dennis DePew, saying how he lost everything. Marilyn was turning the, uh, you know, Marilyn made him the enemy to his kids, and he lost everything, blah, 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 blah. He's too old to start over, boo, frickin' who. She tricked him on and on and on come on. It's always like a, you know, I'm the victim, you know, feel sorry for me. Okay. Well, they never, of course, they were just postmarked. So 
and since they were in different states, you know, they had no idea where he was. Now, this was before the days of the internet. This was before the days of phones pinging everywhere. So they really had, they hadn't found him. So that's when it appeared on Unsolved Mysteries. Well, in Mar- on March 20th, <clears throat> 1991, a man named Hank Queen was staying with his girlfriend in Dallas, Texas. Well, the girlfriend came home and noticed Hank's van was sitting in the driveway when it was usually inside the garage. It never, ever sat in the driveway. Well, Hank had told her he had to go home because his mom was very sick. Well, he was watching Unsolved Mysteries. The episode had come on and he started packing his shit. It's like, uh uh-oh, reality, they got me on Unsolved Mysteries. I got to start packing up. He kept his girlfriend in the kitchen making sandwiches for his trip so she did not see the show. Okay, when I read that, you keep your girlfriend in the kitchen. I'm like, Okay. And then it says, it, it, that just took me back way, way back to the old days. But um, then it says, uh, when I read that, you had to make him sandwiches. It made me think of Bad Santa. I don't know why. I just thought that. I just thought Bad Santa, the movie, <laughs> when the old lady had to always make sandwiches. But anyway, he wanted her to make sandwiches for his trip. So he kept her in the kitchen while he kept an eye on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. He was afraid that one of her friends or family members would notice and recognize him if they were watching it. So he drove into, he took off. He drove into Louisiana. Four hours later, he was in Louisiana. I don't know how long of a trip it is from Dallas, Texas to Louisiana, but he made it in four hours. I'm sure it's, I wouldn't think it'd be much longer than that. I don't know, but 15 mile high speed chase ensued from Louisiana troopers as he crossed into Mississippi as their authorities waited for him. What happened was he was right about his girlfriend's friend. One of her friends had saw Unsolved Mysteries and called that number, recognizing Dennis immediately. Because the girlfriend did have a suspicious feeling when he left abruptly. But um, that's what happened. So right when she called Unsolved Mysteries, he was crossing into Mississippi and the Mississippi, Mississippi authorities were waiting for him because they were contacted by Louisiana that he was, he was heading that way. So they were waiting for him as well as the FBI. So then his, his Chevy van just kept going, blasting through a roadblock. And when that happened, they shot out his rear tires. This is like a movie. I mean, it's like watching a movie, seeing this unfold just, you know. Um, so they shot out his rear tires. And then Dennis Depew shot back at, their, at, the, at the state troopers' cars, which is a no-no. And then he tried to run, run them off the road, run the cops off the road. At 4 a.m., the chase halted as Dennis was found dead gun sh- by a gunshot with his 357 he had his 357 in his hand and his finger was still on the trigger thinking it was a gunshot to the head i i didn't find that but that's what i'm thinking unless i missed it but um that ended <clears throat> that ended the um chase so that is the story of Dennis Depew believe it or not Wow. And the funny thing is, this came back to me, not the whole thing, because I couldn't remember exactly what happened. But when I saw it on Unsolved Mysteries years ago, I remember the license plate were the G's, the G's, you know, he's in a hurry. I just remember that. And I kept thinking at the time, boy, it's lucky they were playing that game. 
because they probably wouldn't have even, even remembered the GZ part, you know, of the plate, even though that wasn't the full plate, but it, it got their attention, you know, and stayed in their minds, basically. So, which is also kind of a secret to memorization. If anybody has trouble memorizing things, that's a great way to memorize things is making, make stuff into words. You can even make numbers into words. Um, so it's really cool that, um, this couple did follow him, even though it's kind of dangerous though, you know, it's dangerous, but, um, they did follow him and they did find out, you know, the bloody sheet, they put that, stuck that in the hole in the ground. So they had that. And, um, even though he ended up killing himself at the end, but, um, that's the story. Amazing that that, if you ever catch Jeepers Creepers, it's been years since I've seen it, but I do remember that opening scene. A lot of people love that movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't, I don't remember much about it. I tried to look for it on Netflix and all that, but of course I couldn't find it. So, <laughs> mm. so amazing story. Um, I will post pictures on my Instagram at Kelly's Coffee Crime Chat, Facebook, Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat, which is a private group. And um, my Twitter is Kelly's CCC Pod. Email Kelly's Coffee and Crime. Kelly's Coffee Crime Chat is my email. No, sorry. I always have a hard time remembering my email. Kelly's Coffee Crime at gmail.com. I've got a lot to memorize. I don't have these written down, so they're all in my head. Kelly's Coffee Crime at email.com. Um, or I mean at gmail.com. Oh my gosh, do I need to wake up? Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, thank you to all my listeners. I also have buy me a coffee. I will put that link as well as the Java Mama link in my show notes. Um, anybody who donates, I send them gifts out in the mail, some swag for Kelly's Coffee and Crime Chat and some other things. Um, if you cannot donate, um, reviews are appreciated and I usually give out shouts out on the show if you donate or make a, a nice review on apple um, i don't see who does the ratings on spotify but i also appreciate any ratings on spotify that i get um i record every friday i try to record every friday if i get a story so i do need suggestions i'm so glad people suggest things to me i sent a ride around in the midwest the middle of the united states um and I was going to say something else. Okay, I, I talked about my birthday at the beginning of this. Um, my mom, this is a funny thing. I'm reading the book Butcher and the Wren from Elena, the host of Morbid. <clears throat> and boy, it's taken a great turn um, right now. So I'm in a really good part. Well, my birthday was yesterday. I go over to my mom's and she's uh, she got me some stuff, put it all in a gift bag. What do I pull out? The Butcher and the Wren. <laughs> I told her, I said, I have this. She's like, you have it. And I'm like, yeah. I said, I'm reading it right now. And she's like, well, shoot. Well, quit buying things. I said, mom, this came out last fall and I have been waiting for it because I, you know, I listened to Morbid and I've been waiting for this book. And she goes, well, I just saw it at Kroger and it sounded like something you would like. And I'm like, well, it is. But <laughs> So she's going to, she might keep it and read it for herself, she said. And then she said she's going to try to look for another book for me. Uh, she knows I like James Patterson and Stephen King and all that kind of stuff. So 
I said, well, that's fine. You can if you want to. You don't have to because she got me you know, a bottle of wine and got me uh, quite a few other things. So um, uh, Michael's gift card for I always get my art stuff there at Michael's. Um, I did finish watching on Netflix. I watched that 90s show, which is a spinoff of that 70s show, but it's about the main character the main the main guy Topher Grace I can't think of his name on the show is it Eric I think it's his daughter him and Donna's daughter um or uh, they came over for this came over to visit and she wanted to stay there for the summer so it's basically the same house the same parents who are now grandparents and then we have um some cameos from the actual cat cast which is pretty cool um so it it was pretty cool. I liked it. At first I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know about this. But then it got it got going pretty good and then it got funnier and funnier and as more characters came into it. So I really liked that. And it's ten episodes. So I'm hoping they do another season. But she's just there for the summer. So I don't know if they're gonna have one every like her coming back every summer or how they're gonna do it, but um maybe come back for Christmas. I don't know. But it was really cool because they're back in the basement again talking. And of course, this is in the 90s. Cell phones weren't really popular with kids like it, like they are now. So they didn't have cell phones. Um, it was like the beginning of the internet. So the grandmother was <laughs> getting her first computer and trying to learn. It was dial-up internet. It is so funny. So if you got a chance, check that out. Check that out. Uh, that 90s show. Um, that 70s show, I think, is on Peacock. That's on there. And I started kind of watching that because I didn't watch it every night when, at the time it was on. I didn't watch it all the time. So um, I kind of caught some of that too. So, uh, but yeah, that 90s show. And then Peacock has Poker Face that just started yesterday. I have not checked that out yet. I still haven't gotten any further in Kaleidoscope. All I've watched is Yellow and Green. I'm having a hard time getting into that because of the skipping around and the characters. I don't have time to get to know them, but I'm going to go back and probably, because Orange is next that started, so I think I'm going to go back and watch that. But Poker Face, I'm looking forward to watching that on Peacock. So um, that's all for today. Happy Friday, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the month as February is coming, and then soon after that, spring will be here, so... Have a wonderful week, and next week, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have an idea of a story that I found for next Friday, because next Friday will be our first Friday of February. Valentine candy is out in the store. Remember, after Valentine's Day, it gets marked down. <laughs> you can go out and get some candy after Valentine's Day. I'm 10 pounds down from Noom. Noom is a wonderful, wonderful program. I really like it. I've lost 10 pounds in a month and I'm still going. So even with a birthday. So thank you everybody for listening and I will see you next time.